0: Episode of the Mash Those Buttons Mash Cast. I'm Jarrett and I'm here with Nick Zelenkevich. I I wanted to host again. No. And Joel Jarrett has returned
1: to life. We don't need you anymore, Nick.
0: <laughs>
2: well, if anything, I guess we didn't need Mikey.
1: Oh, poor Mikey. He didn't want to be here anyway. All he did was bitch.
0: <laughs> no, I thank Mikey for coming in in my stead and uh, helping out with the podcast.
1: Yeah, and for making fun of me for buying Girl Fight by accident.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which is
1: a I terrible story that. to tell because nobody believes you when you say that shit. I don't. I wouldn't believe it. Like uh, the people would come in when I worked at GameStop. People would come in and buy like Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball or like Leisure Suit Larry's like, oh, I'm buying this for a friend. It's like, man, I'll I will give you $10 right now. If you just admit to everybody who's standing here that you're going to masturbate to this, 10 bucks. <laughs> That's most of the price of the game. Just do it. Nobody ever does.
0: Uh, well, some people need to keep their pride, man. No matter what. Yeah, and I need to keep kick those people when they're down. I guess. Yeah. I couldn't
2: for that ten dollars? Couldn't he have bought better porn?
0: You can get better porn for free. That's true. That is true. It's ridiculous. Kids maybe these he. Days, maybe he don't know how good they have. Specific. Maybe that's what he wants. Some specific. And who are you to judge, Joel? Who am I to judge? You're right. I know. See, look at you.
1: Yes what what's wrong with a man wanting to waggle his wiener to leisure shoot Larry's girls. I can't even finish the sentence. You're messed up guys. Come on.
0: It could be worse. (laughs) It definitely could be worse. And I really don't even need to go there.
1: Yes. Let's not talk about this. Let's let's
0: move on, please. Um, Why don't we start with you, Joel? What have you been playing?
1: All right. Not dead or alive beach volleyball or a girl fight. Um, I got to play uh, The Wolf Among Us, the first chapter of that. My uh, my review is already up, but I will reiterate it for those of you who don't like to read. Um, it is really good. I was really impressed with it. Um, it does dialogue in a very sort of natural way that I don't see very often in games, except for like Alpha Protocol, which I bet I'm the only person who's on this cast or listening to it who played it and liked it.
0: Yes, that would be true. <laughs>
1: That doesn't surprise me. The game around it was garbage, but uh, sort of being able to talk to people and instead of choosing, like, most games tend to go with an obvious good or evil response when you're talking to NPCs. Like, uh, kill the kittens or don't kill the kittens, and that's about as intelligent as it boils down to. uh, But this game focuses more on just getting you to respond with a certain tone. Like, if you're going to be, like, a a frog at the beginning of the game. Oh, God, I have to go way back to explain this. The game takes place in the Fables universe. It's a comic book series about fairy book characters having to move out of their realm because they've been attacked by some creature. So they all live in the real world. Certain fairy tale characters don't look human, though, so they have to get something called a glamour on them so they can live in the real world. Or else they have to go to the farm, which is where the animal fables live. Uh, This particular uh, Mr. Toad uh, didn't want to pay for his glamour and told me to fuck off about it, so I decided to be an asshole back to him which I could do, or I could try to be polite, or I could be downright violent with him, depending on just like little switches in tone. It only gives you a few seconds to decide which tone you take with which character. And when you do that, the game tends to make a little note that you've changed how that character will react to you in the future. It just said, Mr. will remember this when I was being an asshole to him. and in the later interrogation, when I'd ask him a bunch of questions, he was really, really cagey and defensive and would not tell me anything until I'd basically proven exactly what had happened in the room. So I thought that was neat, but I didn't see a lot of it in the first chapter beyond my interaction with Mr. Toad. So I guess we'll see you know if my lying to Beast and helping Beauty out had any payoff from there. Uh, another part I really enjoyed about it is the quick time events are actually like intuitive and interesting, which I don't think I've ever seen before. The, a lot of it's pretty typical stuff where uh, if you have to dodge, you'll push in the direction you're going to dodge, and it'll show it on screen. But uh, I was in a fight with a guy at the beginning of the game, and I could choose which object to interact with, which is kind of cool. It reminded me of Punisher for the PS2 when back when you torture people with Things like a rhino in a cage or just a sill, That was fantastic when you just smashed the dude's head with a windowsill. Anyway, um, there are also sequences where you might be chasing somebody and you could lose them. I'm not sure what happens. I actually managed to keep up with the guy, but only just barely because I made one wrong turn. But you could make separate turns after you lost him and potentially just not catch up with him at all. So. I thought that was pretty interesting stuff. I mean, the puzzles in the game are a little on the easy side since it seems to focus more on telling the story through the dialogue and having some interesting quick time events, but uh, I always had a really good time with it. Okay. Uh, On the other side, uh, I played Face Noir, which is another point-and-click adventure, and that was terrible. I did not like that at all.
0: I could tell Um, by your review.
1: Yeah, I was a little grouchy. Yeah, using candy to fix a phone. I, I'm getting really sick of point and click logic right now.
2: <laughs> was and, there, was there any more logic to that other than like, like
1: the, the, the tinfoil wrapper? Uh, that's what I was supposed oh. to, think
2: of,
1: to use to fix the wire. That, oh, that, was, that I was supposed to think.
2: Too. So they were going for MacGyver, but they didn't quite make it there.
1: They, they were going for that, but some of the puzzles, you just, you're literally just trying everything. There was a. I had to get a cop out of the way of something I needed to examine. So I climbed into a police car, and there's a list of frequencies that have different cops on it. There's about seven of them, and there was no way to find out the cop's name and then use that information to pick the right frequency. You just had to go through all the frequencies one by one, and he was the fifth one down. And that was. I found that's a lot of their puzzles in that game is how you solve them. Uh, they even tried to put in some more interactive puzzles like lock picking and things like that. But it's not even as intricate as like Skyrim or Fallout 3, where you kind of like jiggle things. This one, you just sort of spin the lock mechanism around back and forth, hoping it clicks two or three times and opens before the game just says, You locked it again. So I wasn't too pleased with that. They did have one neat thing they added to it called detective mode. Uh, It's where little clues you pick up in the environment, just pieces of information and whatnot, you can mix together to tell characters certain things. Uh, I had to get a guy out of a bar, and to do so, I had to talk to him a little bit to figure out that he was going to have a meeting with somebody later in the evening. And I had to have read a newspaper that was lying around the same room that said it was going to be a horrible storm that night, and then put those two pieces of information together to get him to leave which was, it, it's kind of neat that it uses stuff that I usually just toss away as flavor text and sticks it, it gives it more importance in the game. But at the same time, some of them were just downright ridiculous. Like, I ended up just mashing information together until something happened. So that annoyed me a little bit. and It, it, does, it tries to go for the sort of noir dialogue, and the voice actors cannot pull it off in this game. Like, the Lee guy is just saying some ridiculous shit. And, I mean, this th- these aren't the guys who voiced Max Payne here. You can't say these things. Human beings don't listen to this shit and think that makes sense. <laughs> they think that's ridiculous. Like, uh, what was the name of the guy who voiced Max Payne? I can't remember it.
0: I cannot remember. Oh, I can't remember it.
1: Either, and I even looked it up. But, anyway, he can just kill that those lines he says. I enjoyed Max Payne for the dialogue, a lot of the dialogue, just because of how over the top it was but that voice just does it perfectly and this game cannot do it yep so n- overall not too impressed with it
0: yeah when you said uh you made a comment about how they look like they have all oh, their lips have been burned off I, yeah, was like, just... I was like what does that look like and then i finally saw the screenshot i was like oh that's what that looks like
1: yeah <laughs> it's like <laughs> ooh, ooh, you guys you shouldn't show this up close like really
0: like yeah. I understand that
1: they're an indie studio, and like they might not have the money to do the nicest character models, but I—I I mean, that might be the be- not be the best time to go with like 3D character or stuff.
0: Yeah. And James Merc- uh, McCaffrey. McCaffrey, you could have just said it, Nick. I mean, I don't want to interrupt him. Oh, uh, you can butt in. You it's, know. It's, yeah, it's just yeah. Joel, you know.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, you already McC- screwed up. Not knowing it off the top of my head when I planned on talking about it, jeepers, lousy <laughs> this podcast and crap.
0: Thanks for letting us down. I'm sorry. sorry. At least I'm consistent. That is true. There you go. Silver linings on everything.
1: I consistently disappoint.
0: <laughs> so, what are you been playing anything else or?
1: Oh, uh, I uh, had a friend over and played uh, the Witch's House. Okay, it's a free. Uh, free game made in a RPG maker came out a couple of years ago and I kept meaning to play it, but I, I just kept putting it off. But, uh, it turned out to be really good. It sort of plays like an old super Nintendo game, top down, almost, almost like Zelda, I guess, but with no combat other than things just absolutely flattening you when you're not expecting it. Right. And um, it's an odd kind of horror game where it's scary and funny. So there's a lot of like, <laughs> fuck I'm dead moments. <laughs> Okay. It's like um, early in the game, I I ran into the house, and if you are not paying attention, as soon as you enter the house, you will step on something and you will be killed instantly. And it just caught me completely by surprise and cracked me up. and so this happens a lot.
0: It's like a Dark Souls type of deal, but like funny.
1: Yeah, non combat. It's it's more funny just because of how quickly you die. Unfortunately, there's like frequent save points, so it doesn't. It's not really bothersome. But just like you might activate a mechanism and then go to walk out of the hallway, and then something huge will just start tearing off after you. You can run pretty quick, so you can usually get away with, from it. Right. The first time it happens, it almost always caught me. And I, it just catches me out of nowhere. So, mm. pretty good stuff. Um, the puzzles in it are actually pretty hard. Some of the uh, end game puzzles, I end up spending quite a bit of time just staring at the screen. Like, it's not the kind of busy work that was in Montague's Mount or something. You actually have to, like, Follow the puzzle's logic, and think about some things. So that was neat, and yeah, just uh, like it's free. It's another free game. So, tells an excellent story. You got some good chases, good scares. It's funny. It's a good time. Won't cost you a dime. Go get it. Witch's house. I don't know who made it, but okay. you can find out. Yeah, the magic Google. of the internet.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it won't be that difficult to find out. It, it was James McCaffrey. Thanks, Nick. He made the witch's house too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else?
1: And yeah, apparently, James McCaffrey's the Stanley Parable. James McCaffrey made everything now,
0: according to Nick. Yep,
1: we all love Jim James McCaffrey, though. So,
0: no, I, I play I,
1: his Stanley Parable.
0: Well, I read your review. I, I edited your review for Stanley Parable, um, mm-hmm. which should be on the site. I guess tomorrow, if you put it up tonight or Friday, so it'll be today um, for for the listeners. Uh, do you even want to talk about the game? Because it, like you, it was like you were avoiding talking about the game proper when you did the review. It's very difficult to talk
1: about because it, part of the, what it is and what it does is just sitting down and playing with it. Uh, it's got really funny narration, and it's going to be enjoyable. Uh, get the demo if you're not sure if you want to drop $10 on it, because that's the, the only really dicey part about the game. It's a kind of experimental game, so... Uh, <sighs> Ten dollars is almost too steep for. It. Like, I would pay it, but uh, I could. I could see somebody not feeling that they'd gotten their money's worth on it.
2: Is that on uh, Steam?
1: I, yeah, it's on Steam. Okay. it's fun and it's interesting. Um, the demo doesn't spoil anything from the game either. They've created their own separate, like, demo as a its own playable thing.
2: So it's not like part of the game that you're playing ahead of time or like the first no,
1: chapter. No, it's just their way of communicating sort of what the game is like without you spoiling any of it on yourself because it's not especially long i mean i got everything i needed out of it in about three or four hours and that was the the game or the demo and that's if you just want to keep playing with it
2: no the game or the demo took you three or four hours
1: oh the demo is not very long i think it's half an hour okay really however much you want to putter with it uh, i do recommend it i don't know if i recommend it at that price but it is a solid game Fun and bucks. interesting if you're looking for funny, good games, and you better be because otherwise, why are you playing garbage? Come on, it's funny,
0: okay? Mm.
1: All right, and I well, have, well, playing uh, Batman, which I've been meaning to.
0: You I'm haven't been playing Batman, head.
1: or no? I dropped $150 in the collector's edition, have not touched it yet.
0: $150 what came with the collector's edition.
1: A uh, statue of the Joker in front of like all these monitors showing the villains from the game, and I'm a sucker for those those fancy Batman statues. I would have it's actually really, liked
0: that. Fancy. I would have liked that, but you know, I didn't. I didn't pay attention to to Batman at all until it came out.
1: I just had one of the GameStop monkeys tell me, asked me if I wanted the collector's edition. So like, yeah, sure, probably. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't pay attention to Batman at all until mm-hmm. it came out. So like, yeah. I probably would have liked to collect this edition, but that's eh, whatever. I'll Also, skipped the AC. Actually, I didn't even buy Assassin's Creed Four yet.
1: Yeah, and, you're gonna uh, play that?
0: I'm gonna play it simply because like I'm like this is it. Like if like if this doesn't work, like if this if this game is not better than th- than it, the game would have to be better than Revelations for me to keep with the series. Is the last chance. Always give yeah. a series like when they start bombing. I give them three games. Mm-hmm. Wow, right, yo, So Brotherhood was good, Revelations was meh, Assassin's Creed Three was bad, and so if this isn't <laughs> if it isn't good, then I'm gonna fucking I'm I'm done with them. I'm done. Wow, that, that's fairly forgiving. It yeah, pretty three generous, games.
1: That's I what, can't say anything. I've been playing Silent Hills, so.
0: Well, that's what i mean, That's what I was doing with uh, with Need for Speed. Need for Speed Most 1 which is good. Then you had Carbon, which sucked. You didn't even have to win races in Carbon. You didn't have to win races. <laughs> if your team, if your AI partner won the race, you won. Okay? It wow. was fucking stupid. And then there was, like, the not pro... Was it Pro Street? Yeah, it was Pro Street was after that, and that, that sucked. Then you had the one where, that I blamed Maggie Q for messing up, which was um Undercover. Was it Undercover? It used to be Undercover, Yeah. And that game was terrible. And I blame Maggie Q because they had to pay her all of the money. That had to be it. <laughs> uh, that had to be the reason why that game sucked. Um, her money went out the window. You know, you
2: would think if they had to pay that much money, they could have gotten a better celebrity.
0: Maybe. Maybe. But, like, so, yeah. And that that when Need for Speed Undercover came out, that's when I stopped buying Need for Speeds for a while until... Um, what was the one I bought next? Uh, I bought Hot Pursuit, which turned out to be okay. And then there was the Most Wanted, which sucked. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not buying this shit as even Speed. I'm done. So, But uh, Nick, what have you been playing?
2: The same as, as ever. Um, Blizzard's got me in this trap where if I have 10 minutes, I'm like, oh, I'll play Hearthstone. And if I've got like 45 <laughs> minutes or an hour, I'm like, oh, I'll play Warcraft. And that, that 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 then it's time to go to bed. Uh-huh. So Hearth um, Hearthstone's still coming along. I see they're still pushing out some uh, they're still pushing out beta keys pretty regularly. Um Word had been uh, that everybody was hoping, or, or sort of the expectation had been kind of like BlizzCon's coming up. The game feels like it's it's fairly polished. I mean, there's a few graphical glitches. Um, some of the cards that you can play will send minions back into your opponent's hand and when that happens instead of the card going back into the hand that you know where the where you see your opponent's you know cards or the the backs of them uh the card just kind of hovers over the game board um which we don't think it's supposed to do um because it's an odd it's an odd mechanic so like there's a graphical glitch there and, and there are some issues with people logging in but overall you know the, the the bulk of the experience feels very polished, and it feels like the game is ready, if not for launch, at least sort of in open beta instead of having to wait for Blizzard to give you know send you the in, the invite. But uh, word has it that there's still, uh, I guess I guess the problem is that the game is so popular that you know they don't want to have one of those situations where they they hit the you know they they like they, they officially launch the game and the servers get overloaded so that
1: would be nice
2: yeah so i, I, I don't know if that's entirely what it is is just that they're still building out the infrastructure uh, because part of the other problem too is that the team that built it is only like i think like 5 or 10 people like it's a small team that did this and admittedly, now they've got the full support of their battlenet team to get this all implemented but The feeling was with BlizzCon right around the corner, like that would be a great time for them to announce, hey, you know, open beta is open or or maybe even, hey, the game is actually now available. It is going to be free to play. So it's not like they really have to launch anything. Um, But the the way they're giving out beta keys, the impression is that they are still going to be giving out beta keys uh, at least for a few weeks. So it looks like BlizzCon is going to come and pass and Hearthstone will remain in closed beta. Um, but that that said, I encourage everyone to opt in on their Battle.net account. Uh, the they, they, one thing they did promise is that everybody who opts in on Battle.net will get into the closed beta before it goes to open beta,
0: even um, if it's the day before. Even if it's the day
2: before, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean that's entirely possible. But they 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 did promise they will, you know, take care of everyone who opts in before you know, before opening up to the masses. So and and from what I have been seeing they are like I don't know how large the waves they've been giving out but every day on their Twitter feed you know hey we got a new wave of beta keys going out check your email and then they're like oh hey now the north america is done now we're doing uh, the european union and they do that every day on on the on the twitter feed so people are people are getting in pretty regularly um so again it's one of those things like I uh, you know like uh, you know as as, as a player I know that there's some like I want to. I, I I know it's an infrastructure issue. That's the only thing it has to be because the game is outside of that one issue. The game is really very polished. There's nothing. I mean, you know, you, you know, you can argue about balance issues, but you're always going to have balance issues, and they'll they'll, they'll be tweaking that. Uh, it's funny they do have one feature on the uh, on the Hearthstone site, which sets up a scenario. And it's like, you know, you're, you're playing, you're, you're, you know, you have, this is your hand, you're, you know, you're low health and ostensibly you're going to get killed on the next turn. How can you play your cards to win based on what's on the board now? And the problem is like they put these, you know, brain challenges out. They put them out before the patch. So I was looking at one and, and it's like you have a 4-4 card and you can buff it up to 24 damage, but the opponent has 28 health. And I'm like, this is not fixable and then i had to look through the comments to realize like oh they they did that before they nerfed some of the cards so that was fixable before and the fact that you could do 28 damage in one hand is probably why they nerfed that card but uh yeah it was a a little uh it took a moment for me to realize like oh that's not how it is anymore like that is intentional not fixable but yeah, I, ex- I, I expect there will be plenty of changes. No, not not plenty of changes. I mean, there'll, there'll be, you know, it, they do it with Warcraft. They did it with Diablo. You know, there's, there's going to be regular balance, you know, issues coming forward. I don't think that's I don't think that's what's stopping them from releasing Hearth Hearthstone. I just think they they don't want you know they don't want another you know Diablo three another Diablo three launch on their hands. They they want to make sure that everything runs smoothly. So they're they're building out their infrastructure as big as they can. I guess.
0: Right. Wasn't Hearthstone free to play?
2: Yes, it will be, Uh, and with the uh, the money, you know, you can buy card packs either with in-game gold that you can earn by winning, or with uh, or by spending your actual money.
0: If if it's an infrastructure issue, they could just take the Valve method, and I mean, they release the game, but then say, okay, only a certain amount of players per day are getting in, or per week are getting in.
2: Which fundamentally, I think that's ultimately that's what they're doing, except the. The, the The restriction is in the form of the beta key, so okay, it, it'll get there
0: eventually, I guess. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but uh, let's see. Uh, what have I been playing? I actually, I only have considering I've I haven't been on the podcast for two weeks. Well, yeah, well, yeah, for two weeks. Uh, I have a relatively sh- I have a short list. There's only three games. Um, the first game I played is called. Uh, um forced and basically the premise of the game is that you are a uh well you were born a slave um like basically a, like you you were born a slave to these guardians or gods uh and basically your your the entire purpose of your life is to uh pretty much just uh you know fight in these trials that's what you're that's what you are and basically that 's what the game um does it forces you to fight in these trials uh there's like five trials per area per guardian and the uh after you beat each guardian the thing that sucks not it sucks but the thing that happens is after you beat a guardian that guardian or that that archetype becomes one of the regular fighters oh yeah old nes so, syndrome yeah so you see like many like these old bosses F- fully intact, like well, not fully intact. Like they, mi- they're missing probably like one move from their move set, like a devastating move, but that's it. Um, but yeah, like the thing about the trials, like uh, when I talk to the dev, they're like, yeah, there's a the single player. You know, it's built for co-op, but you know, they I hear the people enjoying the single player. That's bullshit. Nobody's enjoying <laughs> the single player because you know what? The single player is hard as f- balls. Like yo. I wanted to take my computer and throw it out of a goddamn window when I was playing the single player. It is so difficult. It just feels so unfair. Uh, you get overwhelmed so much. I mean, the difficulty is ramped up when you uh, the difficulty is ramped up when you play uh, with co-op partners. But the sheer difficulty of being by yourself is no. Especially like there's like some there's just some enemies because your move pretty simple. Uh, you have a regular attack. You have a special attack, and sometimes you can, like, when, when you level up, like, you don't level up, I'll explain that. Later on, you'll get more special attacks you can do, or carry at a time. But, like, you don't have any type of dodge or movement, like, uh, um, movement moves you can do. Uh, there is, like, this thing called a shrine that you can activate, and it makes you move faster for a short period of time, but that's it. Uh, but, like, there are enemies that are faster than you. Like they're just like there's nothing you could do. They are fastening you, and you have like a split second to do something right before they hit you to to either move out the way or attack them. Um, Like there's one called the Cleaver, and the guy I was playing co-op with, we just nicknamed him asshole every time he was on the field because the asshole's coming, and like sometimes there's like two or three of them on the field. And I'm like, yo, what are you supposed to do? Because they would just hit me. They would just hit me. It felt like there was nothing I could do. Unless I could use my special, which just knocked them down for like two seconds, and then they get back up. Uh, but I eventually found a way to, to deal with them. It's like right at the last second, right when they swing, which their swing, they like, carry huge axes, but their swing is really fast. Right when they swing, I just sidestep. It takes like a, like, I have like a split second to do it. Then my sidestep uh, successfully. The axe gets stuck in the ground, and then I can like pluck him as I'm moving back. But like your regular attack doesn't do much to him. Um,
1: I don't imagine you fight him by himself either. Exactly.
0: Like there's, there's other little assholes around him that like you have to fight too. But uh, see,
1: assholes.
0: Yeah, pretty much. So like every time you hit an enemy, uh, this thing called a mark is above them. Like it pops up above them, and so your special attacks the power of them are based on how many marks somebody has. They can get a maximum of five marks. So, like, I play as a ranger, and so I'm plugging people uh, with the arrow from a distance, and I'm building these marks, and then I'll do, like, a special move, and it'll blow away a bunch of them because they all have, like, five marks. Uh, So that's what you really should build, you know, you should try to fight around. The only problem with the marks is that if you and your partner do you, like, let's say you do your special attack, and your partner does his, like, right after you, you're, like, you're, you're like, whoever gets the hit first, that's where the mark damage takes, occurs, but the mark's clear every time you use a special attack. So if your partner does his special attack right behind you, it's no, no dice. Like, well, It works, but it doesn't... It's not very powerful, and now you have to wait for the cooldown. So that's the thing. Like, it's, you have to communicate a lot. There's this thing called uh, the spirit guide, but we just called it the ball. And there's only one of them, and you have to call it by hitting spacebar. And you use it to activate these shrines like you have to you can either have it hover above you or just have it stay in place and when you call it if it passes over a shrine it activates it and the shrines do a couple things like, like like the one I talked about to improve your movement there's like um, turret shrines uh, there's ones that turn the ball into an exploding ball and anything that touches it including you will it'll explode and I've had on more than one occasion that you know you know I, I, I make it go through the exploding thing and I accidentally touch it. Yeah, I saw like, a
1: couple of guys on YouTube playing it at a friend's house when he was talking about it. Just one would forget that the ball was bouncing around, or he'd pull it in the wrong direction, and then one of the others would get confused and blown up. Just looked like a barrel of monkeys.
0: Yeah, like it's it's a, it takes a lot of like not practice, but a lot of communication and like pretty much raw skill. Mm-hmm. It's a good game. I I would like to play it with four people to see what it's like, but just with two people, getting that down was like difficult. Man, it was hard. It was really hard. Uh, so I was playing that. I'm playing another game called Gas Guzzlers Extreme, which is it's a car combat game. But the funny thing about it, there there's a mode or there's a race type where there are no guns. So you're left with these tracks that aren't all that challenging. The the, the handling of the cars is actually pretty arcadey. So there's no there's no challenge to navigate the actual tracks. Like, I guess for those who don't play racing games, you have these, you can have these tracks where, you know, like, let's say a Need for Speed. A Need for Speed is notorious for this now, where basically the tracks have turns and curves, but pretty much they just want you to go really fast all the time. That's, that's the objective is to go fast. Uh, But then you have games like Grid, where you actually have to use your handbrake and, like, hit these turns and stuff like that. Like, you, you know, you have games like that. Um, this game has more like Need for Speed style tracks, which have curves and turns, but they're not that difficult to navigate. But the thing is, when you're playing with guns on your car, it doesn't matter because that's your primary focus is blowing the shit out of all these other cars. So you know when you take a turn, oh, and I'm sorry, when when you're when you're racing, I'm gonna put quotes on that. When you're racing. You know, if I had to deal with grid-style tracks and complex tracks like that, I would hate that game because I would never be firing. Everybody would be focusing on hitting those turns properly. You know what I'm saying? You know, proper braking and stuff like that. Um, so, like when you have the guns, on the, on the tracks where the guns are are available, that's that's fine. But on the tracks where the guns aren't, kind of sucks. <laughs> you know, it's like eh, kind of bored. So it's a lot of those tracks or it's a it's a whole it's a um it's not necessarily a track, it's a um race type. So you'll have like a a track that you've played before with guns and it was fine, and you have now you're playing that same track with no guns. It's kinda like meh. (sighs) You know? So yeah. And it feels like the AI is like all frustrated that it can't have guns and it keeps running into you, it's balls. (laughs) So yeah, there's that and I've been playing Batman. Um I've been playing uh our what was the Ark, not Arkham City, but um Origins. Arkham Origins, yeah. And it started off a little slow for me. Mm-hmm. I don't think I like the fact that you start off fighting Killer Croc. I killer <laughs> Huh? Okay. Yeah, like seems he's like, like an
1: odd decision. he's
0: your first boss. Like the first boss you fight is Killer Croc.
1: Well then I wasn't a big fan of fighting Bane at the very start of the first game either. It's like why am I fighting Bane now? It seems like, I mean, it's because they made him a shitty dodge when he runs at you then punch him in the back of the head boss but yeah it just seemed like a waste of a good villain and this sounds like a waste of a good villain too
0: yeah like killer croc that's supposed to be one of those fights that you build up to like there's like you know you see him lurking in the shadows or him throwing somebody down a fucking stairwell or something like that yeah and like just, just this huge mass of a of a, of a villain you see me he's, yeah. he's supposed to be like a build up like well, for example, like oh, well, Arkham, Arkham's um asylum. asylum they yeah. built up to that fight. They was like, oh, you have to go into Killer Croc's lair. I was like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> you know and if you
1: fucked up at all, you were killed instantly. It was amazing. It was like a horror thing.
0: Yeah. So like, yeah, like um, and especially like at the end, like even if, when you got what you needed, like in Arkham, in Arkham City, uh, Arkham Origin. No, God, Arkham Asylum. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't even fight Killer Croc. You just avoided him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, like, once you got what you, what you needed, escaping his lair was, like, that was, like, a horror thing. Like, shit! You know yeah. what I'm saying?
1: I screw up that at the very last sequence, like, five out of six times every time I play it. Just, like, okay, now I put down the stupid foam, and now I do go here, and I blow. Oh, he got me. Fuck.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like, and they didn't do that at all. Um, other than that, though, it did pick up. I'm enjoying myself. There are some bugs. I've only run into one, and that's the one that everybody's run into at the Gotham uh, the, uh, the, uh, the radio tower by the police station. You get trapped in there uh, if you go. For oh, now, gee. Yeah, so avoid it for now.: and, oh, it'll be, and because you can't do this, you can't unlock the fast travel in that area.: Oh my God. So that's a bug, but it's not that big of a deal. I don't mind moving around the city. It's not that difficult. Um, the bat, that, that bat grapple upgrade that you get in Arkham city, the one that makes like, if you double tap a, and you go really fast mm-hmm. that you don't have, that's not an upgrade. It just comes with it now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but, um, let's see what well, they took away. They took away the crit system. They took away the crit system, which I didn't necessarily like because it takes away the challenge of fighting. Now you can just mash the buttons if you want oh, to. What? Like but there's there's no crit system. Um what else? Let's see. I'm trying to think. I do really enjoy the um the the crime scene playback thing that they do. Like yeah. investigating a crime scene is now fun. Especially because you can miss clues. Okay. You can miss clues. Uh so but they tell you like if you like how close you are to finding the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's up to you if you want to leave or not, but oh. you can miss clues. Nice. Uh, so it's it's pretty cool. And now it plays back like a video. It's actually it's nice. Uh, so you can recreate the scene That was cool. But I mean, it's a, it's a good. It's 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 a pretty good game. I mean, it's more. It's more. It's like more of the same from Arkham City, pretty much. Um, okay. So far, I'm enjoying the story uh the villains that they use are pretty d-list villains yeah
1: it looked yeah, like, like they were really digging at this yeah, point
0: like it's funny because like you know if you want to somebody's probably like deathstroke's not a d-list villain i'm like dude nobody knows who deathstroke is except you <laughs> like you know what i'm saying like i mean i know who deathstroke is but you get what i'm saying like he's not like a a major villain that you're used to seeing and of course you see like the penguin and stuff like that but uh yeah, like Deathstroke. This i am not gonna tell you what happens. Like, I want you to experience this through the electrocutioner fight. I think you—you might laugh your ass off. Like, this just oh gonna be boy. hilarious. Like, you gotta play it, dude. I'm looking forward play to it, it now. Play it, and we'll talk about it next week.
1: <laughs> yes, let's do it. Yeah,
0: but uh, yeah, Batman: Arkham Arkham Origins. Like, um, it's not bad. I heard Jim Sterling gave it a scathing review, but. He
1: really didn't seem to like it. Uh, and I don't know. The score seems a little low just for the things he said, but I, I don't know.
0: No, like for me, I'm like, it's just, just more of the same. Like, meh. Like, they basically they took the Arkham City formula, tried to make it a little uh you know, tried to change it up a little bit. And people say who it's, there are some people who say it's the same thing as Arkham or City. No, like some of the areas are the same. Mm-hmm. But it is a larger area, but still it's like it's it doesn't look the same. It's like you know when you go to the Wonder Tower, it's not beat the shit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, <laughs> stuff like that, so it's I like it i i I think it's all right i've I've played through like you know, uh probably at least one fourth of it, and but actually no, I've played through more than that because you know i I'm not including all of getting all of the upgrades and now it's starting to upgrade the collectibles and shit like that, so oh God, yeah. Yeah, so well, I think it's pretty good. We'll see you know, but you know, I'll, I'll we'll see what happens with that. Um, let's get to our topics though. Because it's yeah, we we talked about the games we've been playing for a while, and that wasn't my fault. You guys took like twenty minutes.
1: Sorry. I've been playing a lot, and you kept asking me, so I'm gonna keep answering.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I want to engage you in conversation. Nobody wants to just hear Joel talk for ten minutes straight. God no. <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's see the first side of business it looks like microsoft has finally gotten the clue that they need to advertise for gamers mm-hmm. and so they they released a commercial and it's called it's basically it's called xbox one invitation and it's like they're inviting you to play games it's like oh we're finally ready for you gamers so you know come yeah. on i mean oh hey this thing plays games we forgot but the thing is the it also talks about you know, the movie watching and the sports and the Skype. This should have been their first commercial. I'm what gonna, is it, Nick? What is I'm it? Gonna dis- I'm going to disagree
2: with you only only insofar as that first commercial that came out, it aired during the beginning of the, the first football game of the year. And so it made sense for that commercial to focus no, on. No, no. I'm going to disagree part. with
0: you because all they had to do was switch out soccer, which is in this commercial. And uh, yeah, that's right. I called it soccer, with football. That's all they had to do is switch out soccer with football, and it would have had the same impact.
2: Well, no, no, I'm not well, – no, but I, I can understand, though, why they would try to focus that commercial during an NFL broadcast, because especially during the first game of the year where, you know, presumably it's going to have, you know, higher ratings than any other game uh, for a while at least. But
0: they, they should have never made that commercial. The commercials have I... never made. They, there is no reason for them to make a commercial about fantasy football. That commercial <laughs> frankly, that that commercial is targeted
2: at people who are going are not going to buy the console to play games now I don't know if that's valid because there are plenty of other devices you can use if you are I mean if you're that deep into fantasy football that you need to have your player stats showing up on the screen beyond what You know, I mean, they—you know—the networks now actually have the little crawl at the bottom that gives you updates on various fantasy players throughout the games, anyway. But if you need to have that constant crawl on the side, you know, that 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 takes up half the screen anyway, that tells you how you know Adrian Peterson's doing for the day or whatever. There's plenty of services that provide that. You don't need that from your Xbox One. But I can see how if somebody may, may be out there and say, hey, I want something that you know can serve as like a media box and can do that, and okay, maybe I'll get an Xbox One, and I have no interest in playing any games on it. But that said, there's no reason why this commercial couldn't go hand-in-hand hand with that commercial, why they couldn't have had both of them during the same broadcast, and I don't expect that that other commercial will air anywhere outside of an NFL broadcast, because it, at that point you're you're reducing your audience it has no appeal to the bulk of i mean well not that people who watch or people who play fantasy football only watch football but you know that they're watching football because they play fantasy football like i can't imagine there are too many people that play fantasy football and don't watch football but you know so it make so that com- that commercial makes sense in that context and only in that context this commercial on the other hand you can air it during many other programs and i don't i don't dispute that
0: part nick Nobody is buying an Xbox One for fantasy football. I feel like we had this argument after the commercial. I feel like we have this argument every week. Nobody <laughs> form. nobody is is buying the it's Xbox like One for fantasy football. Po- you put up a poll for next week. What? Would you buy your next Fuck game it, console? I will. I Do will. Do it. Do it. Are you bu- will you buy an Xbox One for fantasy football? No. So is be I only need to have one option on the game. survey. No. <laughs> <laughs> and we just no, we just you, need to count. You have, two
2: options. you have two options. No and hell no. <laughs> but no. no.
0: No. Nobody that's that's the thing. That's the thing. Like nobody they, that commercial should have never came out because nobody's buying the Xbox One for fantasy football. That is a plus. That's a bonus. You know? Just like the Skype calling is a bonus. You know? That's all bonus. The, the, the commercial should have focused on games first and then everything else. But this commercial actually doesn't even focus on games. This commercial, it, ev- it, it kind of evenly stretches it out. You know, the, the first dude is about a game. The second dude is about sports. The, th- the third chick, well, the, the first chick, I should say, is about watching Star Trek. Because you thought, know, girls don't play games. So. I, thought, I, thought, I thought the sports dude was a FIFA game. No, that's not a FIFA game. That was actually a live, like, sports thing. Did you watch? Like, remember, like, like this, 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 the goal happens, and his friend, like, skypes. Oh, did you see that? You know?
2: No, I I just I saw
0: soccer. I was like, oh, FIFA, and I just. You know, if that was me, what would happen? Like, dude, get the fuck off my TV. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm trying to I watch a totally game here. Text me like a regular person. <laughs> yeah. You know. Because you know what, friends, when friends are that, it, like, if two friends are watching a, a, like a, you know, a game and they live in the same area and they're watching the same game, odds are they're going to go, somebody's going to go to somebody else's house, you know. Mm-hmm. It'll be a little different for people who are going to travel. You well,
2: know? Th- that said, I can say that uh, since having moved to Georgia, I did Skype with my, my, my buddies that I used to watch the Eagles game with during the uh, first game of the season.
0: Okay, that's fine. You will be a candidate for the Xbox One then. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, what? in honesty, you're well.
2: You're you're kind of right because I do I do play fantasy football enough that I would consider having the app there. I don't wouldn't mind being able to Skype during some of my shows, except for the fact that everything that I do on there, I I just bring my laptop downstairs or I have, use my cell phone. Like maybe the Xbox One would make make it marginally easier. But not enough to justify the cost, plus i, I still I'm still anti ms console, so they've got a, they have to overcome that barrier in me. but you're right, a lot of these features I might very well be open to.
0: Okay, yeah, I, did you I need mean, a I commercial continue. for that? <laughs> no, I needed you to tell me <laughs> <laughs> They commercials. Saying, they need you as a hype man, dude. Like, I'm just saying, like this this commercial is finally in the vein, at least in the vein of what they should have been doing the whole time. I, I mean, dude, it's 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 common sense. Like this commercial is what they've needed for a long time, and it shows everything that they want it to show. You know, the other commercials make it seem like you know gaming is on the back burner, and everything else is you know what they really what they really want. So you know. They they, trust me. They need the good press, especially with news like Call of Duty is only going to be 720p or upscale 720p uh, on the uh, Xbox uh, One. uh, uh, Yeah,
1: that was a direct quote from uh, the article.
0: Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw your comment on facebook
1: maybe maybe they shouldn't have made a cable box maybe they should have made a game (laughs) system
0: (laughs) that actually kind of that really surprised me because you know microsoft and activision at least when it comes to call of duty have have been like in this love arrangement for years
1: Yeah, someone's giving someone else a reach around in that relationship typically but uh that's weird that uh they would not be able to pull that off of call of duties that's that's a big problem for some people.
2: Doesn't doesn't the current Xbox only go to 720p?
0: No,
1: no, it was always no, the PS3 the that PS had PS3 is that. only
0: 720p. Uh, <laughs> but the reason the reasoning behind that is because they said they wanted the games to play at 60 frames per second, which of course at the end of the generation isn't true. Um, but the Xbox can play games at 1080p. A lot of the games play 1080i, but there are more than a few that play 1080p. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it's, it's a strange move. Very, uh very. But yeah, Microsoft they uh, we'll see what other commercials they come up with, if anything. Still Sony has like a few commercials on them that are better, in my opinion. Like I like like that commercial that shows all the destruction, like the guy walking and talking and shit's blowing up around him. I, I like thought it was commercial. a
1: Saints Row ad before I listened to it all the me way Me too, like me too. <laughs> and then I finally watched it's like,
0: Oh, it's a PS four ad. Yeah, yeah. Like greatness awaits. Like yeah. Sony Sony definitely has better marketing. In Microsoft, because the whole, you know, this one, the, what does this one say? You know, it just says Invitation or Come Play With Us or something like that. Yeah. But, you know, Sony's, like, greatness awaits. I'm like, yes. Yes, yeah. it does. <laughs> yeah,
1: they've hit the marketing super hard this this uh for their new console, and it's really showing. Like, they don't even have any games, and I'm excited for it. Like, I, I can't, it's, oh, it's so fucking stupid. I hate myself at console launches.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm like I said. I'm not picking mine up until next year. So we'll definitely the better do. decision. I think so. That's why I made it. Thank you. We're, we're not getting a, <laughs> a,
2: a we're not getting free consoles uh, for, for review early.
0: That, 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 you're too early with your Sieg. Way too
1: early. Yeah. Did you you just need,
0: see Sieg. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you need to calm. You need to calm down, Nick. Okay, I'm gonna need you to calm down. <laughs> no, and, le- just, and let, not... me dri- let, me, let me drive. Let me this bus. Okay. I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not Sieging i'm you foreshadowing totally- you're fucking up the flow nick that's what you're doing you're fucking <laughs> up the flow <laughs> let's continue with our next topic
1: you're too smooth nick now that you've been in the lead you know you know the score
0: <laughs>
1: You just snap topics into existence
2: cool. we did we did have a moment there where i, I could have started talking about the xbox and uh, their ability to play media as compared to the playstation but i didn't go there because we'll get there eventually.
0: Stop it! You're spoiling everything. <laughs> well, actually, that's not even a topic, Nick. Yeah, yeah. Well, the PlayStation's ability to play media. Well, no, because oh, god damn it! Now I have to explain. Okay, so <laughs> basically, the PS4 came out with uh, news that you won't be able to play MP3s and you know stream music from your pc which is not a mashcast topic for tonight there's another ps4 thing that we're going to talk well, about I, I, but got I thought that was what we were going to talk about then so
2: whatever, whatever the topic is it's going to be a surprise for me
0: yeah so, so now everybody knows that you, you, you can't play mp3s i didn't think anybody was going to care that you can't play mp3s on the ps4 which i said skip it but now you know thanks to nick I I frankly I thought you were gonna skip it and then
2: you said we're gonna talk about it but you were talking about something else so never mind
0: <laughs> yeah yeah see we're in <laughs> agreement on this it's a non-issue <laughs> yeah, exactly but moving on to the next topic that I was actually gonna talk about the Xbox Live has updated their terms of service or I should say an update is coming uh, which the long I guess the long and short of it is that uh, Microsoft will request that players ensure that personal information is current. And the reason they want to do this is for security purposes and they're going to check your information that they have versus the apps that you're bringing in. So I guess like Twitch, Skype, um, Comcast, like all these services they're going to check against is what it looks like uh, to, for security, uh, they're saying. Now, personally, I think that's bullshit. What I think they're trying to do is they're trying to make sure that you're not using somebody else's service. Like you're not using somebody else's HBO Go, you know, and stuff like that. That's what I think is happening here, because I'm like, what other than that? Like, I mean, the security is not an issue, you know, when it comes to the Xbox and me using my services. Security is an issue when people call up and are able to, you know, uh, fish accounts from your representatives. That's a security problem, you know. But like, when it comes, like, we we haven't heard of any problems. Dealing with security with the apps, none whatsoever. So, what I strongly believe is happening here is that Microsoft just wants to keep the info up to date, um, or it's gonna, they're going to require the info is up to date, or else you can't use these apps, which I think is going to be a pain in the ass. Because what happens, like, you know, like for me, I'm fine. Like, you know, let's say I have HBO Go, or I have HBO, you know, and I want to use HBO Go on my Xbox, uh, all that information is going to be under me. What if, like, you know, you, your parents are paying uh, for it? Uh, you know, for, you, your parents are paying for it. How's that going to go? Because it's going to be under a different name, which should, I'll probably slide. You know, but there's tons of, there's tons of, like, situations where addresses may not be matching up or you just don't update your information. What if you just don't forget to fucking update your information?
1: Or you know? uh, I've got a buddy whose whole house shares his Netflix account. I mean, they all use it on their own consoles and computers and
0: everything. Because so. uh, Netflix allows up to five devices. Mm-hmm. You know. So but maybe it's going to be on a um, on a per-service basis, but I don't like it. Mm. Like, you didn't need it before. We haven't seen any problems. Why do you need it now?
1: Yeah. It just seems like it could be pressure from the apps to make sure that uh, everyone's paying. Or even then. Yeah,
2: not. Not only that, but you know, Jared alluded to the the you know the phone call uh, hacking that that has happened before, and it could well be that this is their way of being like, look, we're trying to do something, and we're beefing up security so that doesn't happen again. Even though this is in no way prevents against that kind of attack, so yeah. it's you know, so it's one of those ways where it's like, look, we're doing this, but it really. Yeah, Yeah, it does. It doesn't make a difference. And the only the only people that really hurts are people who have sort of extenuating circumstances or people who just, you know, I can think, you know, a lot of these apps, you know, you move and it's like, okay, I got to, you know, like, you know, I got to update, you know, my magazines, you know, for anybody who still gets those sent to them. Like, you know, as far as making sure they still come to me. But some of your, you know, some of your services that you don't need you know that don't need your mailing address you may not be in a hurry to update them so it's entirely possible like you know you could have moved two years ago and netflix still has your old address because you only download from them anyway they're not sending you the red envelopes and you know so then you go sign up with microsoft you put in your current information and then they're looking at you know they're like well you don't have the right netflix account because netflix is you live here and now you got to go deal with that on netflix is i think that 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 just introduces an extra layer of complexity that uh I mean, ultimately, yeah, you should have updated your Netflix account, but
1: yeah, but wh- who I cares? Bother. Like, yeah, with this, this changing your address, crap.
2: yeah, they're still you're still getting you know they're still charging your credit card every month even though the address isn't right. Yeah, not, it's like you're not getting anything. Like the the service is functionally fine. They just have the wrong address on file. Yeah, just, now, uh, now you got to go take care of that just so you can watch it on your Xbox.
1: It really does seem like it's it's going down on yeah. the security of the apps and if the apps companies are getting the money they want. So they're just trying to lock down on people using apps over multiple accounts more than they're trying to protect anyone's security. Because really, if my Netflix has the wrong address compared to what I have now on my Xbox, who is that protecting from? Like, oh, Jesus, someone's sneaking on his Netflix. You can't use that when somebody else is using it. Uh, oh, yeah, you can. Like, It, it does nothing for the player. It's not helping their security. um I'm just uh, not seeing any use of it. And uh, we're seeing steadily more of these just sort of security steps. And they're starting to get on my nerves. Like, I keep my, uh, my profile on a jump drive because I go to the same buddy's house all the time. And it's starting to ask for passwords and everything when I log in. When I'm literally carrying it in my hand, the data. So, Right. I don't know. I'm finding it extremely aggravating. At least I could see the point behind needing my password on a different console. That makes sense. But this app crap, no, they're they're protecting the company's assets. They're not doing security. They're just calling it that. So you swallow it easier. Well,
2: I can see maybe one way they're protecting the user. And last year, I had a problem with my Hulu account where all of a sudden it started saying like the last thing I watched was revenge. And it started saying like, you know, it started recommending all these shows because it kept thinking that I was watching revenge, even though I never watched revenge. And I was like, why does it think I'm watching revenge? And this went on for a few months, pretty much the entire season duration of revenge. And then finally I found out that one time we'd gone over a friend's house and I had put my Hulu account into their Roku box and they were like, Oh, Hey, we have Hulu on here. And they started watching revenge. Uh. And so, fundamentally, like if somebody you know somebody hacks into my Hulu account, and then they start watching shows, and then Hulu is going to start recommending stuff that I don't really care about, this protects me from that happening. <laughs> now that Microsoft is ensuring that my account is safe, and I'm the only person actually that the account is basing the watching habits around, it does protect me in that regard. So I, I, I tip my hat to Microsoft for that.
1: Oh, thank God! Nick. Your recommendations are safe. <laughs> oh, thank Nick. God. I would Where'd, hate to have been offered a movie that I would not want to see. Where do you get that Kool Aid? <laughs>
2: <laughs> does, does that look red to you?
0: <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Wow, Nick can justify just about anything. <laughs> that's why we love him. Yeah. Oh, they want my fingerprints. That's not that big of a deal. Yeah, right. We've got five of them. I'm two hands. I mean, that's tons. <laughs> of yeah. Days. Nick Nick. Anyway. Yeah, so I don't know. I actually I'm curious to see the actual uh, entire terms of service because you know, it has to be detailed there. Like they, I seriously doubt they're gonna leave it ambiguous. But if they actually did leave it ambiguous, that might cause another problem. Basically the terms of service update would uh not only it, it, it tells you that you're required to keep your information up to date but you also uh, give them um, permission to check information or compare information with other vendors. That's what you're giving them permission to do. So be on the lookout for that. I don't know when that's coming up, but it's soon. As far as the checking
2: information with other vendors, I wonder if this is not maybe then part of some grander scheme as far as at least being able to say, like, well, even then, I mean, fundamentally, they would know, like, what apps you have on your Xbox, they should know that, to be able to say, like, okay, like, this guy he uses the Hulu, he uses the Netflix, he doesn't use Skype, you know, he doesn't use fantasy football. Um, I wonder if it's some sort of grander, you know, data mining in the interests of marketing and, you know, targeting specific de- demographics, but I feel like they'd have most of this information anyway. I, I don't know if it should be that necessary for them to be that specific.
0: More information is always better, so I wouldn't be surprised if they just you know want to be more specific. The the more specific the information they can offer, the better off uh, they are for the adverti- or for the yeah for the advertisers. You know, the more information, the better it looks for them. So right, we'll see what happens with that. Moving on to some PS4 news, which may be bad news for some people. I personally don't care. I don't I don't think it's really gonna affect me too much. Uh, But the PS4 will have, there's going to be video capture restrictions. Developers, they can restrict uh, you to, uh, they can restrict certain parts of, I guess, the game that you cannot record. So, you know, if anybody was, you know, planning on using their, their PS4 to, I guess, do full playthroughs, that may not happen. It's not guaranteed that developers are going to block it, but it just may not happen Um, because, you know, developers like, you know, like a Michael, I was going to say Michael Cage, but uh, David Cage, I don't don't know why I said Michael Cage, um, Cage. David Cage, you know, if he doesn't want you to spoil something in his game, he may just say, well, you can't, you know, you can't record this portion. You know, wouldn't be too surprised if that happens in a lot of games, in a lot of games. Because actually, when we get the press, when we get the press uh, copies. A lot of times, we'll get um, information, especially with physical games, like these little packets that say you cannot show after this part of the game, or you can't show this part of the game in video. You know, so it makes sense. You know, they don't want you know part, certain parts to be spoiled. So I mean, for me, I I really wasn't going to rely on the PS4 streaming anyway. Like I really have no interest in that. But like for people who who it is a problem, you can actually still get an external uh, device to do capture. Nobody's gonna stop you from doing that. So
2: not even an external device. Well, I mean, um, unless this is what you're talking about. But I mean, just take out your cell phone and record your giant ass TV. It's not. I mean, you know, the, especially, too, I mean, the quality of the camera on your phone and the quality of the TV, you know, display is enough that as long as you've got a steady hand or a tripod, um, you know, it should be passable.
0: No, I was talking, like, I mean, well, we're no, talking I mean, you, about you, people who do, who want to do, like, you know, gameplay videos on YouTube. That's what we're talking about. Or or you- streaming on Twitch. The average person, I mean, if somebody wants to just do, like, a quick spoiler video, they can probably get that done very easily by, like you say, using their cell phone. They probably wouldn't even use the, the game, game streaming.
2: So, if, so, let, okay, let's say you are doing a, you know, like a Let's Play on Twitch or something like that. And you're going through and you get to a point where all of a sudden, you know, oh, now you're not allowed to stream anymore. Does the video just cut out? And do you still have, like, your, your chat and your, your audio? Or at least not maybe not the audio of the game, but are you, like, still able to talk in the channel? Or is it just the whole thing's just going to cut out all of a sudden? Cause oh, that, if oh, you don't, really I mean, if you don't know that it. that's coming, that can be jarring.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I have no idea if it's gonna be very, if it's, you know, if it's gonna warn you that something's coming up, or if it's just gonna cut out. I mean, I don't really think the developers or Sony care about your Twitch streaming. Like, oh, we don't want to jar his viewers. They don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. I, I seriously doubt that. So. I wouldn't be surprised if it's just like, Whoop, oh, nope, can't record this part.
1: You know? Yeah, or even if you know that it just stopped showing it, unless you were paying really close attention to the stream.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't be too surprised to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. You, look like you have something else to say, Nick? I'm...
2: I don't know. I'm just thinking. Like, I mean, on the one hand, I, I kind of don't mind this in so far as you know, I, I can, I can see the value in, you know, at least for narrative games where it's like, you know, you don't want certain, you know, parts, you know, you, you talk about David Cage and, 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 you know, parts of beyond two souls that, um, you know, may, you know, that maybe should have been more restricted than they were as it was. But um, no, I, I mean, I can, I can, I can, I can understand Sony is not, Sony's not saying like every game is going to have this. They're just saying we've put in the feature. If a developer wants to restrict part of a game, we're leaving it in their hands. And I can understand that. And I can see why developers would want that because maybe they don't want somebody, you know, the day a game comes out, somebody blitzes through it and then they, they throw up, you know, Hey, here's the end of the game. And, you know, you know, and it's going to happen anyway. So, I mean, in a way, it's almost like, why bother? And that developers may realize that they may very well say, okay, we know we know people are going to get around this anyway, that this isn't a be all end all solution to the problem. So, you know, why bother doing it to a degree? I could almost see them using it like, look, we're going to block parts of our games because if you can't find that online easily or you can only find it through other channels, that's going to draw attention to it. And maybe, you know, they might just start arbitrarily blocking stuff because it's like, oh, hey, well, why was this blocked? What's, you know, is there nudity here? Or is there, you know, what's going on here? And there could well be nothing. And it's just, you know, it's blocked just to get your attention. But no, I'm, I'm thinking – I'm thinking this is this seems like the kind of thing that maybe especially because developers were so involved in the development of the PS4, this is something that maybe they asked for and they were like, Look, you, you know, the the recording feature is great. We just want to have final say over what can and can't get put in there. And ultimately developers may find that there's no need to use this or they'll only use it in very very specific circumstances for very specific kinds of content. But overall, yeah, it's too easy to bypass. So it, it almost becomes moot.
1: Yeah, yeah, fine. They try they try to do this stuff. Like, I mean, there's really no secrets on the internet anymore. Yeah, I do appreciate it when a game can keep some secrets from me, but I mean, if somebody wants to look bad enough, they can find these things. Like, they can find these things through the workarounds. And if somebody doesn't want to have these things spoiled for them, then they know better. Don't go watch a whole Let's Play video. Don't do this. So, like, uh, it seems like a, i it's a, it's a, I'm sure it's a nice tool for developers, but I really don't think it's going to be all that useful. I, I just don't think it's going to accomplish what they're hoping it will accomplish, I guess.
0: Exactly. I mean, like, if it's a problem, if it's that big of a deal for them, I mean, do you really think the people who already have, like, the streaming equipment aren't still going to use it? Like, yeah. You know, for especially for, like, the better streams, like, that stuff is not cheap. So, if, they're just, if they can't, uh, you know, go directly through Twitch, then, you know, they'll just... Well, sorry, if they can't go directly through the PS4, then they're just going to use whatever methods they already have. I mean, if anything, this works out better... For the people who do streaming, uh, you know, especially for the big streamers, because now they know they're going to be able to get content that other people can't, mm-hmm. you know, because actually when I heard when I first heard that the PS4 and the Xbox one were going to do streaming uh, in this ma- manner, um, I was like, man, that, I think Twitch was going to get overrun with just like shitty streams. I mean, they already have a mm-hmm. lot of shitty streams. Yeah. Um, but you know, just now you have you have both consoles coming in, adding to the R on top of you know the shitty PC streams, you know, and now you have your average Joe who has a PS4 that's gonna be able to put streams in too. But now that might actually reduce it because you know, I mean, there's still gonna be streams up, but now you know, like, don't go to an average Joe's stream because they're not gonna have what you need. Just go to a regular streamer, somebody should, you know who has a little i guess a bit of history
2: is it possible then that the people who requested this are the people that already have the established streams going because they know it, it. they know it'll handicap the opposition
0: i don't think so i, I don't think that was i don't think that was it i mean if it is that's a good move on their part you know being able to see that but i, I don't really think that's where it is but uh yeah so we'll see what happens there um and I, I, I guess when the, when the console comes out, it's the only time we'll actually be able to uh, be able to see it. Um, but you know, let's just move on to our next topic. I was trying to segue, it wasn't working. <laughs> I was Joe trying to connect. Up. I was like, "How can I connect to you?" I can't. We're moving on. <laughs> I keep well, it real, well, folks. Will,
2: will the PS4 have any DRM?
0: No, <laughs> I, I, I'm not doing that. I'm not gonna try to connect strings like that. New strings. Um, so let's see, uh, Battlefield 4, uh, I guess this didn't really affect the United States because the guy who is, uh, the guy who is in this article is clearly not from the United States. So he could be from anywhere. No, he's from Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, he's from Canada. He's from our our allies in the North. So, uh, apparently he pre-ordered Battlefield on origin. Why would you do that? But he pre-ordered Battlefield Origin. <laughs> I knew and you were to talk
1: about this as soon as I saw the word Origin in it.
0: <laughs> yeah, he like, pre-ordered Battlefield and Origin, and instead of being able to play Battlefield when it came out, he uh, he had to uh, wait until, what, was the 30th? Yes. It was like the 30th at seven one p.m. He had to wait. Uh, basically, and the, the funny thing was that they, it was not only was it region locked, it was region locked by uh, by ISP. Like if he hooked it up with one ISP, which I'm like, you have two ISPs, but whatever. So he hooked it up with one ISP, it let him play, but his connection wasn't stable enough because it was DSL, like shitty DSL. But his other ISP, which is cable. He, it was locked. He couldn't play it, so it was region locked and ISP locked until the thirtieth at seven p.m. And at seven one p.m. on the thirtieth, he was able to play. But so basically, DRM once again, moral of the story: DRM sucks. <laughs> you well, know.
2: Especially, especially DRM in this case because there's no there, there's no incentive for EA to work to find a fix yeah. because all they have to do is just stall and then. Time fixes it itself.
0: Yeah, which much. is what happened.
2: Yeah. So it's. I mean, fundamentally, I guess it's p- part of the issue. I guess is, you know, why do you have an ISP that re- registers as non North American when you're in North America? Um, that and especially the name of the ISP, Tech Savvy Cable, um, which again I don't know. I'm, hey, they, they could be huge in Canada. Sounds, you never know. I'm, I'm guessing it's French, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Joel, do, do you have any experience with Tech Savvy C Cable? C Cable. How, how do you say that? What? The ISP that uh, the guy uses. He says it's his primary what? ISP. Tech Savvy C Cable or. The I don't know.
1: Uh, You're well out of my league. I have no idea what he's referring to.
2: So, yeah. So I mean, I, it's it's an, it, it sounds it's a very unique problem, and I can't I can't imagine it's the kind of thing. Well, the thing is though, there ha- there there must be other people who only use that ISP who would have the same problem as him. That it seems that anybody in Canada that's using that ISP for some reason it registers as a European ISP. I mean, that may be something that. He needs to call... I guess you're going to call the ISP and... uh, I mean, are they going to reach out to EA? Uh, Like, I don't even know how you report that as a trouble ticket. But... Somebody Uh, somebody needs to fix that, but I don't know who.
0: That's one of those things that just wouldn't get fixed. You call your ISP, I can't play this game. you're like, so? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they're just like, okay. So? And, like, that's it. But, um... I don't know. Maybe they're just too small. Maybe they're just uh, too small of an ISP. Who knows? But that's the thing. Like, it's funny because I know Steam locks you uh uh into region, but based off of what you you pick, and I guess like by IP, but not by ISP. You know, like like it's like you know, Steam can find out like you know, they can find out what type of uh, uh, you know, oh, I guess where you are. You know, well, they can not find out where you are based on your IP and region region lock you that way. But if you know, he said he got onto his DSL and it worked. And then he got onto this ISP and it didn't work. I can't imagine that this ISP has European IP addresses. That just wouldn't make sense from a, from, from a you know from a tech perspective. Maybe they're
2: cheap and that's why they're not doing a conventional solution.
0: Maybe I don't, I have no idea. Like it's. But no, it still wouldn't make sense. Why, would, if you, if you're not in Europe, why would you? Yeah, that, it's not like you just. It's not like you're It's not like European IP addresses are cheaper for them to get. It's no, not, but I can only totally
2: think they must be like a European company that just happens to have like a division in Canada.
1: Quebec is under a lot of weird rules for just contests and. Just about anything that's separate from Canada, it's almost treated like its own separate country. And just his last name's is Michel, So I'm almost thinking that he's probably from Quebec. And I, I've never heard of this being an issue with, like, internet providers or anything like that before. I'm not super in the loop on it. But that would be my best guess because he's from Quebec. It's There's some sort of small difference there because they do tend to do everything differently and almost, again, treat themselves like their own separate country.
0: That's like Texas here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Texas says they're the republic. They say they're not part of the union. But yeah, They are. They are. <laughs> they they, <laughs> they think that they're there. They they call if they're people from Texas call it the Republic of Texas. Not everybody. Actually, Mikey's from Texas. He's normal. But I mean, like, there's a lot of people who <laughs> he's normal. He's normal for Texas. <laughs> like there's a lot of people who do not, you know, who act like history didn't happen. I will tell you that much. You know, they say that the whatever. I'm not going to give a history lesson. It's tech. Your Quebec is our Texas. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, they do run under a lot of their own rules. Like they even have their own like like tax programs and things like that. Like they're they're run very independently. So that's the. I don't know. I don't see why that would make trick somebody into thinking they're part of Europe. Well, it's
0: not like the it's not like the city or you know that area gives out the IP addresses. There's a very specific organization that hands out IP addresses to ISPs and blocks and like why would they give them European IP addresses? It wouldn't make sense. I I can't imagine that being the case.
2: Is it possible that he bought it through like the French, like he had like the French language enabled in his origin store so it's like, oh if you're buying this in french we you're gonna assume you're in france and we're just gonna region lock it like awesome well, no, I mean, no a lot of he, it, he said it worked over the other isp didn't
0: he yeah exactly come on stay with us nick
2: yeah 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 this is this is, this is, this is tricky
0: yeah no so i mean i'm not we're not gonna try to figure out all the problems in the world here so either way drm sucks it's proven again <laughs> let's move on Earth-shattering. Yeah. So actually, Nick, why don't you segue us into this, since you were trying to pull us into this earlier? Why don't you go for it, Dick?
2: What are we going for? Uh, this is the. Uh... Oh, see now. <laughs> we were just talking about Battlefield 4. Yeah. Yeah. You know what else is having a four? The PlayStation. And you know what people can't review <laughs> the PlayStation.
1: Like a battlefield uh, out there between uh, journalists. Uh,
0: <laughs> Nick, Nick is our official segue person now.
1: Yoshida, because he totally <laughs> knew what was happening according to his Twitter. All
0: right, so for those who have not, who don't keep up with Adam Sessler, which is probably a lot of people. <laughs> I um, don't. This is a surprise to me. So basically, uh, I think it was, was it Saturday or somewhere around Saturday. Yeah, I think it was Saturday. Yeah, Sessler, mm-hmm. he started going on this bit of a, a Twitter tirade. Yeah, uh,
1: sort of like a. You ever see like somebody depressed on Facebook being really cagey about their problem because they really want you to ask? They desperately want you to ask what it is, but they don't want to say it out loud. It's basically that.
0: Yeah, they're pretty <laughs> much that. But then when people start asking, it's like, I really can't talk about it.
1: Mm, that's another Facebook trick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I, can't, I can't talk about it. It's like, I know you want to talk about it. I know you're dying to talk about it. Just say it.
0: It's, so, it's social media, man. But uh, basically, what happens is he he starts saying stuff like, "Uh, you know, my livelihood is being affected. I might have to consider other avenues, uh, you know, to to get money. You know, something that actually you know, I have the goddamn quote up here. Let me stop. <laughs> um, it says my concerns are about my livelihood being dramatically affected by corporate decisions. And he also made another tweet saying that he, you know, he might have to look at other avenues of getting revenue. And uh, you know, at first. Nobody really knew who he was talking about. Then Marcus Pearson started chiming in too. I thought um, it was Mar- I thought, wasn't it Marcus Beer? Oh, yeah, the, Marcus Beer. Sorry. Yeah,
2: this is the same guy that uh, started called Phil Dust at, Up the fish.
0: Yeah, fish. yeah, Marcus Beer called Fear, Phil, Phil Fisher Toss Pot. Mr. Toss Pot. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what he called him. Um, but, uh, you know, he started talking about the PS4 and how, you know, he doesn't trust Sony because they're – I guess for him and probably you know, other people, they're all, they're going to have a staged event where they let people, reviewers, come in and review the PS4 uh, as opposed to sending one to them and letting them, you know, and letting them actually review it. Uh, I read somewhere else that, you know, people, like, they were also, they were, like, you know, they were complaining that they weren't going to get development PS4s, uh, which that comes in handy for some games because you can get super early access to a game if you have a development PS4, like some developers ask you, if you, if you contact them, I was like, Hey, do you have a dev PS4? And if you don't, then they can't do anything for you. You have to wait for an official one or for an official release or somewhere close to that. But either way, uh, Sessler was going off on Twitter, uh, about something. And it looks like it was about the PS4 and him not getting one, you know, uh, he's not getting an early PS4 for review. Um, uh, But I guess I think the more interesting part for me, like, of the story is reading the comments and the people not just ripping him apart, but ripping game journalists apart in general. That's the part I thought was interesting, calling them whiny babies, saying that they feel they're entitled, and all types of stuff. Like, you know, and I mean, to be honest with you, I I do think that... crying and not, that you're not going to get a PS4 review, a review version of the PS4, uh, and that it's dramatically affecting you to the point where you're going to have to get a new job. is a bit much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. However, at the same time, people don't, like, you know, a lot of the stuff I'm seeing in the forums or in the comments is like, oh, well, you know, people are paying you to uh give good reviews and you know do you, when you get a review copy it means you're going to give them a good review and blah, blah blah and i can i mean i think the three of us can tell you here yeah, that that is just not true so,
1: <laughs> we've been we, pretty mean to like the, the the people who are pretty nice enough to us to give us free copies i mean that's not necessarily always a good thing send it out to us
0: yeah a phase face nor got a 2.3 from joel yeah'm not I, saying I, that anybody's I, pointing fingers at us. I'm just saying like you know there's <laughs> yeah, tons of used
1: mail got like a one point nine
0: yeah <laughs> and, and,
1: and, yeah like and I'm sorry again for the people who bought it when I said i, I it showed promise,
0: yeah, like it's you know I, I think a lot of people have misconceptions about games uh, game journalism that you know like it's funny because like I think this there was one guy wrote an entire like i guess user blog about it and he's like yeah it doesn't matter like you don't matter your opinion doesn't matter i'm like well, why are you reading his reviews then
1: yeah why are you sitting why are you spending all day writing a complaint about it must matter to you on some level well,
0: the the ultimate opinion might not matter
2: but it might be an entertaining opinion whether it's positive or negative so it might might give them some kind of enjoyment in that regard but you're you're pretty much right
0: yeah i mean at the end of the day uh A game review is an opinion. There's nothing you can do about that. I mean, that's that's just the way it is. A game review is an opinion. Um, Oh, go ahead, Nick.
2: I was just going to say, though, the thing, too, is that opinions that you disagree with never matter. But opinions that you agree with are always super important. (laughs) <laughs> no because no, I, I read a, a review of the new arcade fire album and i was super excited to i'm super excited here i haven't had a chance to listen to it yet and the reviewer i tend to like his reviews and i generally agree with what he says and he, he slammed it and i was like and i couldn't be like this guy doesn't know what he's talking about because i liked <laughs> his other reviews but i was I, I wanted to be like it doesn't matter like the
1: guy's wrong but it, you know and stupid it, yeah, you don't like, even matter.
2: I, you're on the he, internet. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of a fan of the guy. So it's like I, I you know, was a, there was a conflict there because I wanted to hate him for hating the album, but on the other hand, I still kind of like him, and it was like, uh, mm-hmm. and so it's easy. I mean, you know, it's easy at a very base level if you don't actually think about it to the degree of, of you know, how you're you feel about the reviewer apart from what's being reviewed. But even to say that it's okay for a reviewer to hate something that you may well like or or you may want to like, and and, you know, it may be one of those situations too. I may wind up getting the Arcade Fire album and listening to it and be like, wow, that guy was totally right. And I feel like a jackass for kind of criticizing him and being all pissed off that he didn't like it. But. At right now, especially especially right now, in the in the weeks leading up to a launch, this is like the the this is the the dawning of the fanboys. Like this is when they they can rise up and they can be preparing to you know stay up till all hours of the night to get their console first and they're prove that you know they're on. the you know they're the chosen ones, and so. Yeah, this is you know this is their time, so they're going to be extra feisty, and and anybody anybody that's going to say anything negative, and 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 some of Sussler's criticisms, at least as as far as as far as his ability to you know, critique some of the games, not, not even the system itself, but to be able to critique the games that are coming out for it, you know, launch day, you know, launch day, when that system comes out, you're, you're not just going to buy the system. You're, you're going to buy like one or two other games at least. And you're going to want to know which of, you know, which of the five or 10 launch games should I get, you know, and especially too, those launch games are very fundamentally going to inform your opinion of the system. If you get the two crappy games, not the, there are any crappy games or not but if you pick the two crappy games when you get your playstation you're gonna think well this is a terrible console even though the other three games could be you know three of the greatest games ever and so you know you may be looking for you know you know legitimate reviews on those games to be like okay well which you know what am i going to get with my console and for sessler not to be able to give you that give you his opinions on that if especially if you find yourself in agreement with sessler often you know relying on sessler's opinion for your purchases that does hurt that hurts everybody, but it's not—it's—it's—it's—it's not—it's not like he can't be a games reviewer anymore, just because yeah, he didn't it, get that when he uh, you know, early it, launch.
0: I agree all. with you,
1: Nick, that there's value in him being able to put out an opinion right then for people to have on launch day. But just the tone he took with it—it just—it was kind of unprofessional to just sort of air that dirty laundry, like even just in like a cagey way. Like like nobody needs to know that you're you're not sure if you're getting a PS4 thing. Like, I'm sure he thinks his fans are going to be upset. And maybe when they ask questions later, when it's more concrete, then go ahead and talk about it. Then I mean, people are going to figure it out on their own by that point. But just talking about it now, it does make him seem like it just, it's just from a work just from working in games review. It seems unprofessional to sort of talk about it like that.
2: But in his defense, in his defense. He didn't exactly bring it up. He made some veiled comments on, on Twitter, and then he was prompted into the discussion.
1: Which is what whiny people do on Facebook, and I don't like <laughs> it when they do it either. I refused to ask questions at that point. Like, like, just but, say it or don't. But you don't.
2: Right. You don't. You don't. You don't have to ask questions. I mean, for somebody for somebody like Sessler with enough followers as he does, so you know, all he needs it's is just one. You know, effectively, it's it's effectively he's being a troll at that point, and all he need is one person to feed the troll, and then it can come out and do his trolly things. Oh
1: yeah, and so like, I got Adam. I got to talk to Adam Sessler on Twitter. Exactly,
2: exactly, exactly, and so, I mean, you know, I mean, I I, I had the same argument. I wrote an article, uh, I think, a few weeks ago. Um, where I talked about WoW Insider and their treatment of the Hearthstone beta, and also uh, Ben Kachera and his treatment of uh, not getting a Grand Theft Auto review copy. And, I mean, you can – I mean, th- these things are going to happen where either game, you know, games media is going or is not going to get access to certain items before launch. And, you you know, pr- pr- presumably you want the games media to get that access, Uh, Because, again, it allows them to give the reviews and it allows them to, you know, feed the, you know, not even feed the hype cycle, but it allows them to inform consumers so that consumers can go buy those games at launch time. Um, You know, in a perfect world, that's how the cycle works. But. And there are times where, for whatever reason, that cycle is going to break down and you're not going to be able to have that thing there. And it is a perfectly valid criticism. I mean, there are, especially the way that Sony is handling this, it's very easy for people to speculate that there are problems with the PlayStation 4. And I think one of the links in the article is, in, it links to you know, somebody with insider sources talking about how the PS4 overheats after like an hour, which at this point at this point that speculation can exist because no there are there's nobody reputable who has a PlayStation 4 that can go on the record and say that this does not happen. And that that's sort of the counter to like, you know, as much as Sony wants to restrict the message and it's, it's almost, it's, it's almost one of those things. It, it, it's, it's where you start getting into the question of like, what are you hiding? Like, why are you hiding something? If you know, if you have nothing to hide, why are you hiding this? Yeah. You know, when I don't
1: see any reviews for a game out on its launch day, I, I worry about it because it's usually a pretty solid indicator that it's terrible. And when I see reviews coming up two weeks in advance, that's usually a really good indicator of a strong game i I mean i've only really been paying attention to it the past couple months but i mean tomb raider did really well and those copies launched really early batman arkham origins doesn't seem to be doing well at all and it released like a couple days after like the reviews were coming out after its release so Uh, to me it seems indicative
2: yeah and no and then
1: something's up (laughs)
2: Yeah, it, it's no, I mean, and that's just that's just normally how it is. I mean, it's it, it happens with movies where you know if if the studio knows a movie's going to be you know shitty, they don't let people in. You know, they don't have you know screenings ahead of time. And so it's as a as a consumer, when you see you know when you see okay, there's nothing, there's no official you know announcements about this outside of controlled media sources leading up to a launch. That that you know that kind of you know your, your your ears perk up a little bit. You're you're paying attention to that now because you know you know something doesn't smell right here, and so it's you know it's one of those things though where Sessler has a very valid point in sort of bringing bringing that up that that you know as as media Sony should be making the console accessible and there's a discussion to be had about that because of the negative effects that kind of that kind of reverberate back to Sony. But the problem is it's all in how you present that argument. Um, you know, to go back to my article, Kuchera had a very good idea, which was to say, well since I, I don't have the, Grand Theft Auto 5, I don't have that early but I'm going to do, you know, when I play through it instead of trying to rush through and get a review out like on day two, I'm going to play through it a little slower and I'm going to like talk about the game like it's a book club like we'll get to a certain mission and then I'll post, you know, my thoughts at that point, we can all talk about it, nobody's going to talk about anything up you know, further than that and then we'll, you know, we'll go through the game, almost, we'll go through the game together and that's a very valid idea and that's a very you know, I think that's a very interesting way to you know, sort of engage in a with, you know, with a game and your fans as a media, you know, as media to sort of you know you know sort of take the the game review system and twist it like that and i think that's a valid idea but the problem is he started off the article talk, you know the headline was that you know kuchera's butt hurt about not getting grand theft auto V early and okay that's a you know kind of tongue in cheek kind of joke but at the same time though you know it's not like he's the only one not getting it early. All of the legitimate fans aren't getting it early. And I think that's the one problem that the media has is, well, they may have a legitimate crap like, I'm supposed to get this early. That's not out of a sense of entitlement. That's out of a sense of them wanting to do their job. But when you're talking to people who don't get the things early, they don't see it that way and they just see entitlement. And then that's when it you wind up with with uh, Adam Sessler getting called Madam Sessler. And the, the, the fans just turn on that because – You know, because they, to a degree, I I think people like reading reading stuff. You know, when they feel like the reviewer identifies with them, and the reviewer can kind of like speak to them on a certain level. And when you start saying like, "I don't have this early to be able to talk about it," that. That right there emphasizes like, well, I am different from you, and to a degree, it's I am better than you because I get these things early and you don't. And I think fans respond negatively to that, and then that's when you just get these feeding frenzies and, and Twitter blowups, and and everything just goes to shit. And I think, and I think that's sort of the lesson that really needs to be taken away here by by the media and by Sessler and everybody, is, you know you can talk about these, but you have to be very, very careful in how you bring this up. And and to be kind of cagey and, and allude to it on Facebook and Twitter posts, it doesn't it doesn't help. It just it winds up in all honesty, it winds up making it winds up making the issue about Sessler. And, you know, a fair amount of this is our discussion of, of, of him and his you know his role in all of this. And he may very well like that because hey, it's publicity for him, but at the end of the day, what we should be talking about is, well, you know, should we be concerned that Sony is not, you know, giving out review, you know, giving out dev kits to the PlayStation 4 early? That, that's really the, the news story here. And effectively, it's buried because of how it was presented.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, be honest with you, in terms of the PS4, like, I don't even, there's a good chance that any of the press that go to that meeting or goes to go to the review will leave with a PlayStation 4 that's very possible i mean if if microsoft can give an xbox 360 to every single person at a press conference i'm pretty sure like for those people who were invited to the um to the ps to the, to the P, this little ps4 not little but this ps4 uh you know press event you know, to to do these reviews i'm pretty sure it, sony can send them all home with playstation 4s that might be it, just might be part. They might want to get them in a room so they can, or get, get, get them together and give a little presentation and let them play the games and then bam, take it home. You know, I want to see like, oh, what their faces are going to be like, you know, when that happens. So, if that happens, I hope I'm right. So then they have to, <laughs> then they have to apologize for it. So. But yeah, I just like, yeah, I mean,. Uh, at this point, and it's probably bad, but I'm used to I'm used to whiny games journalists, and uh, so I'm not too surprised by this. But you know the the the, the crowd reacted a little bit. They 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 uh, the audience I should say was a bit more reactive to it than I thought. You know, I thought they were just gonna try to get him for being like, oh, this guy's being a baby. But it was actually it was way more than that. So, uh, but yeah, I think I think it's gonna wrap us up for tonight. Let's uh, take a look at what's coming out. Uh, Well, Black Flag just came out. Battlefield 4 now should be working for everyone. (laughs) Um, uh, But I'm not seeing much on the horizon. Well, besides the PS4 release and the Xbox One release. But other than that, in terms of games, I don't think there's much coming out. No. That is worth talking about. I don't see anything here. Wow. Drought. So...
1: Seems to be fine. Get to the backlog.
0: Yeah. With that yeah, copy so. of
1: Slender, the arrival that came in, and that uh, final exam game, you were going to try and play
0: together? Yeah, yeah. We're going to play that properly. yeah, and report on that. But uh, what, what What about Call of Duty? What oh, about yeah. Call of Duty? That's coming out. Whoa. I don't even see it on this list here. That's weird. <laughs> that is weird and funny. But um, Yeah. I don't even see it here, but whatever. Yeah, Call of Duty's coming out. Good for you. Castle, Stor-
2: Castle Storm is coming to the PS, uh, PSN on uh, November 5th.
0: Yeah, you did a review on that one. I did so, a review. It. That's a fun little game. Fun little game, yeah. I had a good time that one time I played it. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, that's cool. So that's happening. Uh, But yeah, as always, thanks for listening. Uh, you can catch us on SoundCloud with a SoundCloud.com slash mash those buttons. We're also on iTunes. Uh, we're also on Stitcher Smart Radio for your Android and iOS devices for streaming. Uh, you can catch us on Twitter.com slash MTB site, Facebook.com slash mash those buttons, and YouTube.com slash mash those buttons, where parts one through three of our Mega Man timeline are up. Uh, we will be continuing with the Mega Man X timeline, but for now, the Mega Man timeline is all there, so it's all good so like i said thank you for listening we will catch you guys next week
1: have a good weekend yeah take care you jerks (laughs) sorry i was almost nice later
0: Bye. bye